All right, hello there. Welcome to the Rioters Review. A strand in the a strand in the arm, a chink in the armor, a thing in the thing. Chink in the arm is a bad thing. I know. Well, this might be a bad thing, Renfrey. <laughs> We're about to talk about a band that we didn't even know existed. I know. It's another. It's another. Another part of Riot Act podcast, the old Rioters Review, which is what you're listening to now. Hello, I'm Stephen Hill. Renfrey Deadman has already chipped in. Before being introed. Well, you know you know how much I like to correct you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. Yeah. Although for once that probably needed correcting. Uh, that after, one. So. For once. Mm. Rubbish. Yeah. Go on. Go yeah. on. Let's, let's not start <laughs> an even, argument before we even started. <laughs> even even a stopped clock, ladies and gentlemen. Um so uh yes, um welcome to the Rioters Review. This is where you, our patrons, over on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash riot act podcast suggest an album for us to listen to and then dissect in the manner what we do um thank you very much for listening thank you very much for subscribing and thank you to david s grop who has suggested today's album which comes from mary beats jane the album is called locust it was released in 1997 i do not have an official release date for this album I'm sorry. In fact, I don't have a lot of information regarding this album, Renfrey. Really hard to find information about this record. And as you um, sort of semi-confessed at the beginning there, a band we hadn't really heard of, you were aware of them through Pete Dowling's mm -hmm. work with The Haunted, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. but, oh, but just aware of them, you'd never actually heard them. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I, yeah. Total confession. I'd never even heard of them until David Escrop Meant, uh, put them up on the list to suggest for us. Well, he didn't put them on the list. I put it on the list, but he did make the suggestion. Uh, yes, so yeah. <laughs> that's how the process works, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> little little peek behind the curtain there. Uh, <laughs> not the most exciting peek, admittedly. But no. Um, I, I should say, by the way, you might be listening to this months and months down the line for free. Go over to our Patreon page and subscribe because we're probably going to release this in the future. I should have said that at the start. Let's talk more about this band. Um, before we do get into that, Renfrey, um, uh, Sweden in the 90s, mm. right, is the gift that keeps on giving. You th <laughs> Now, you think about all the bands that came from Sweden in the 90s. You've got Refused, Opeth, In Flames, uh, Dark Tranquility, At The Gates, Nausum. Bombshell Rocks, Mill and Colin, Breach, um, Backyard Babies, Helicopters, Entombed. I, I feel like I could go on, mm. but we'd be here for quite a long time. But yeah. just that, Psychor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who remember Psychor, there is a definite reason why Renfrey's laughing. Um, but, but it was a fucking, looking back on it, it's a really, really amazing time i mean you had burning heart records which were putting out records by america like by sammy am and american bands as well like highly respected american bands um and it you know i was gonna come on here and go it's only really norway that have the same amount of bands that came out that have gone on to become sort of definitive you know era defining bands but really norway only really did one thing didn't it black metal mm. whereas sweden it's only famous did loads only, only, of stuff. Fam only famous for one thing but yeah yeah mm. yeah. Can yeah you think of any other 90s bands from norway you weren't black metal i oh, don't put me on the spot 
Well, you said it. I mean, only because you picked me up. You picked me up on it. All right, fine, fine. Carry on. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, so black metal in Norway. Um, but Sweden really, I mean, you could add in the cardigans to that. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole load of fucking great bands came out of Sweden. And I'm going to say, I think if you were to take out the kind of dual superpowers of producing music which would be obviously the united kingdom and the united states of america is sweden the third most prolific or in the, if you take those two out the most prolific country for music ever oh my god i don't know if i'm prepared to make that as a statement um but certainly i mean certainly there's this perception i mean years and years and years ago the internet has made everything global now. So mm. I think these days, the majority of us just don't, not not so much that we don't care where bands are from, but I feel like American music and British music were the things that were really, really being pushed back in, mm-hmm. back in pre-internet days. And yep. now it just doesn't seem to matter. So I suppose I'm trying to throw that out as some perspective for people who weren't there at the time. Not, yeah. to, su- not to suggest that bands like Entombed or whatever wouldn't be in Kerrang! or anything like that. But there was certainly this feeling that if you're in those areas, you might have to work a little bit harder than certainly an American band for example. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for, de- for, for sure. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if we are going to condense it to the... I was thinking about this, and I mean, just to add in that kind of internet thing, I would say um, we'll kind of keep it to the 90s, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, the, the only other place that I usually... My brain goes to is Australasia, so New yeah, Zealand and Australia. Thinking, yeah. And I don't. I think in the nineties, Silverchair, She Had, and Twenty Eight Days probably don't add up to quite as much as <laughs> what I just said about you're, Sweden. You're probably right. Um, you're probably right. I mean, you know, depending on like how much. There, I mean, there's a whole subculture of Japanese music which probably me and mm-hmm. you aren't super super familiar with. So I mean, I, yeah. I, that's kind of why I'm not sure if I want to like go. Oh, that's definitely the case. Certainly, though. Either way, um, considering you know, like the UK considering the tide you know sweden's quite small as a country certainly when you compare it to the likes of australia australasia and um uh the united states and it is pretty astonishing just how many bands came out of um sweden but then uh, mm. like the uk um it's very wet and rainy well it was when i went to sweden so <laughs> <laughs> facts there uh <laughs> I'm looking out my window. It's a lovely sunny day, so I don't know what your problem is. It's lovely today. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Mm. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, to be fair, as well, the time I was in Sweden was in October, so it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite wet and rainy in Sweden. It was very sunny. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yes. Scandinavian countries are known for their sort of um, their dank and damp uh, atmospheres. So yeah, yeah it's I like, don't think that's it's ridiculously like, to say. It's like what they used to say about the Seattle scene, isn't it? You know, w- w- Seattle bands got good because it was raining all the fucking time and there was nothing better to mm. do, basically. So, mm. Mm. Um, The other thing I was going to pick up on before we go into the band, and I guess maybe uh, this is to sort of explain why maybe you and I weren't familiar with this band uh, or certainly familiar with their music, is because you're right. Um, 
being a Swedish band in the 90s, I mean, now we all know about Opeth and we all look back and go, weren't at the gates just so influential and weren't refused this incredible. Those bands didn't really get much coverage in the UK press to my, to my, from my memory and to my knowledge. Those bands were not, I mean, you mentioned Entombed. I think Entombed were probably Entombed and maybe Backyard Babies for a yeah, bit. Didn't they? they really yeah. pushed Backyard Babies quite hard. But even bands that were super poppy, like it took Mill and Colin until Pennybridge Pioneers came out, which was 2001, 2000, I want to say, the, the before only, they started getting covered in Kerrang. The only reason why I knew Mill and Colin before then is because I had a Swedish friend <laughs> who really likes them. Mm. But yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, it just took it. It, they, it just wasn't pushed in that way. I mean, Opeth, for example, who now are, you know, probably right up there with one of my favourite bands, I think. But I don't think I discovered who Opeth were until, at the very least, Blackwater Park. It might have even been Deliverance Damnation era, you know. So mm. we're talking sixth, seventh record or something along those lines before, you know, for a band who I really should have heard about way before then. I mean, certainly when I heard Still Life, I was like... Why wasn't I hearing about this in 1999 or whatever? D ditto with In Flames, I would say. Yeah, In Flames. Who really, it took them until going on tour with on Reroute to Remain with um, with uh, with Slipknot on that yep. arena tour before the UK really. I mean, I, I've found an old Kerrang with a poster from about 1998 with Cradle of Filth playing the LA2 and In Flames are the first band on. The very first band below, like the Gathering, I think they were. I remember when Trivium broke through with Ascendancy, um, there being an In Flames article, which was basically the angle it was pushing was basically like, if you like Trivium, In Flames have been doing that thing for years. Mm. And it was the article, um, Anders had like a. Uh, poker. No, not a poker. Like, just, just like a playing card, and he was like lighting a cigar with this poker card on fire or something like that i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. i do but, remember but, that. But that that the whole angle of that article was in flames have been doing this for ages <laughs> you should check mm. them out you know and that mm. when was that 2005 i think 2005. Must, must have been must have been yeah because yeah. it was post ascendancy yeah. so yeah mm. crazy um so you know i think in retrospect at the gates got a little bit of love and i think um entombed did for a bit mm -hmm. we mentioned uh the very very different um, backyard babies who are not really relevant to anything we're going to be talking about yeah. musically, but just they were a Swedish band who got pushed. The other band who got pushed a little bit, not loads, but a little bit, were The Haunted, yes. who got a 5K review for their self-titled debut album, which came out in 1998 in Kerrang! from Dom Lawson, I believe. Oh, cool. I remember, I remember reading that. And it was this thing about, you know... 1998, obviously, we hadn't reached peak new metal silliness at that point, but new metal was very, very definitely. It, it was the, it was sort of new metal before they knew what new metal was. So it was kind of Corn and Manson mm. and Fear Factory and Deftones, but then Cold Chamber and a few others sort of sprinkled about, and they didn't really know who was what and where was this. And do you know what I mean? So it wasn't sort of proper new metal yet. I don't think like new metal as as you imagine it in your head mm -hmm. but it was this thing which was very was still i think you know relatable enough to to metal but not quite the 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 classic sound of thrash if that's what you 
liked. And along came this band, um, and it, you know they would repeat the media this um, this review ad infinitum every time a band came out who didn't sound like Corn or Limp Biscuit for the next sort of five years. It was if you're sick of you know these baggy trousered dreadlock sports um t-shirt wearing american jock bands here's a proper metal band 5ks and it was a haunted and that sounded like you know late 98 i was a bit like yeah i'm done with this pretty much hmm. and i'd started to discover f09 and will haven and you know yada yada um so i thought good yeah i'm gonna get the haunted's debut album and it's very good i think are you a fan of the haunted renfrey um that first Haunted album is the only Pete Dowling era Haunted record I've heard. Um, not through any, well, I was about to say not through any fault of my own. It is my fault, technically. But just, just, just through time, really. I really like that record. But just having, you know, just not getting round to it kind of thing. Uh, and I've seen The Haunted live a bunch, never with Dowling. But I have seen them a few times. And like I always really, really enjoy them. And usually it's like, as soon as I've seen them, I'm like, I must... Uh, listen to a few more haunted things and then never get around to it. Um, but I really like that record. I think it's very good. Um, mm. And I've never really known where to. I mean, as, as far as I'm aware, the Haunted are one of those bands who certainly the early stuff they can't really go wrong. Is 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 my perception, or is that not? Yeah, true? I th I think Haunted made me do it. Is actually really brilliant. And Pete Dolving is not on that. Um, he came back for the Dead Eye. I want to say. Right. Um, no, he came back for Revolver. Uh, he's but which which is you know the um, the fourth album and I didn't know he was I, in the Beatles. Yeah, um, <laughs> very good. Uh, it was very good, <laughs> and um, he came back for the Dead Eye and Versus and Roadkill and Unseen. So he was in the in the band for a, for a, a bit of a run. Okay, um, but um, he actually left uh, when, when he left. Um, uh, the, the the album Exit Wounds that came out, which had the man I wanted the guy from one uh, who from the Haunted made me do it. What's his What's his fucking name? Marco something. Oh god, this is bad that I've forgotten this guy, this geezer's name. His name is Marco Arrow. Um, uh, straight as an arrow, uh, if you like. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he came back and they put out a very good record. I think they had been treading water a little bit. I would say mm. um, from kind of versus onwards and then there's a lot of like stuff about unseen in 2011 that it was like oh my god you won't believe what we've done it's so crazy and it really wasn't i didn't mm -hmm. think i think it was just sort of fairly bog standard but i always liked peter dolvin um i always liked his his delivery i actually found him it's weird because i think probably the haunted made me do it is probably my favorite haunted album and i really liked exit wounds as well um but i actually find so that's two albums I've just mentioned that don't have him on. Mm. Yet I find them a, I find his vocals far more interesting, but I weirdly prefer him not being in the band. So Oof, that's confusing. weird. That, that is confusing, isn't it? But I do remember the Haunted um, in this review. It said ex Mary Beats Jane vocalist. It was criminally underrated. Mary Beats Jane, ex vocalist Peter Dolvin of right. the band is now fronting the Haunted. And I went, oh, that sounds cool. And when I got the Haunted album, I listened to it and I thought I really should get a Mary Beats Jane album because I really, really like this. 
and I like the guy's voice. Um, so, you know, Swedish band, why wouldn't I want to get my hands on that? And I have to say, Renfri, I didn't really look too much, but it was just, you know, you get something in your head and you're like, if I ever see that, I'll buy it. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. if ever I, that's what earmarked in my head. If ever I happened to come across that, I never went, excuse me, do you have a Mary Beats Jane album in the shops or anything? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was like, if I ever come across one of them, I will definitely buy it because I'd like to hear that. And I never did. Yeah. Never did. It seems even now, I mean, certainly getting a hold of this, a physical copy of this record, and, you know, it would only be on CD, um, is very, very difficult indeed. Um, little spoiler, uh, I listened to this record and immediately tried to find one. So, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I say, I had not even heard of them at all. Um, I suppose I was less invested in The Haunted than you were. I don't really know why. I mean, again, that's just why haven't I gone further in on The Haunted? I don't know. Just one of those things. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's it just goes to show that there are so many of these bands coming from these amazing, amazing places and they just weren't giving this push just because of some silly geographical reason, really based on absolutely nothing yeah. really mm. well god bless um, the internet yeah hooray for the internet so which means that you and i and everyone listening can listen to mary beats jane now um uh, although i did so, notice that the first album doesn't appear to be on spotify or is that just me um i think that's just the self-titled you, isn't it? album um i'm th i'm just gonna look now but i think that's this, no um this one's on there, spotify there's but there appears to be some singles from the, or like some singles from the first album, mm. but there is no, no, the full album. Okay. So you can listen to this album yeah. on, uh, on Spotify yeah. and presumably Apple Music and Deezer and Pandora while you're not listening to Trapped. We're not the um, BBC, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, and, um, uh, and anyway, yeah, so you can listen to it now. Um, but it's been quite a funny one, this one, isn't it? Because it's a case of working backwards, which we yeah. don't usually do. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's certainly for my case, it is definitely a case of working backwards and going, mm. what happened here then? Mm. What What's going on here? Like, why did this happen? Um, I mean, the first album, according to their Wikipedia page, um, won a Swedish Grammy in 1994. It doesn't say what for. No, I mean, well, the Wikipedia page is two sentences, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah. So, and that's always the extent of our research. So we're fucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is literally, uh, literally two two sentences. Um, and I also noticed that the um, uh, the 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 picture that they used was a promo shot from Geffen. Mm. Which, so so they were. I'm assuming they're on a major at some point. Although what's confusing about that is I can't see, um, I mean, according, it says MCA on Discogs, they're on MCA. It doesn't actually mention Geffen at all. So I don't know where the Geffen thing came from. It's all a big mystery. I'm just confused about all of this, I have to say. It is a bit of a big mystery. I mean, you know, and I I like, I like, like finding out about albums like this and or or kind of not find i mean this is the sort of i think this is the beauty of doing something like this because yeah it's a name i've known for about 25 years right maybe a bit less mm. um but it's a name that 20 plus years that i have known about 
it's a name that like musically i know very little about it other than every time peter dolvin would be interviewed they'd call him this kind of enigmatic singer this kind of very um with loads of personalities and i was like yeah i mean you know as a person yeah but on the haunted albums it is just a lot of like rah, 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 isn't it? he's not got a lot of i suppose for a thrash metal vocalist he's got a fair bit of range but in general you wouldn't listen to him and go like you know oh he's he's maynard james keenan well but then it turns out he is that's what i found to be an incredible surprise with this record i really wasn't mm. expecting this at all um I really wasn't expecting the range and the diversity and uh, I mean, and I can't blame myself really. I was saying to you just before we started doing this um, that the the Locust album, which was released via Universal and MVG Records, um, the style that it's been put under is thrash, stoner rock and hardcore. None of which I think are true, to be honest. I mean, the closest is hardcore, but that isn't strictly right, is it? It's mm. clo It's far closer in style to sort of melodic life of agony kind of stuff. It's, it's alt metal, isn't it? Surely, quite. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it, it to me. This it belongs in the same category as Tool and the Rollins Band. Mm. And I mean, you mentioned Life of Agony. I think that's a pretty good shout. Um, prong helmet a bit mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. you know um the first curb dog album mm -hmm. not even joking i think you know it does and i mean th there's a review on sputnik music right that i found where they give it three out of five which is feels a little low to me mm. uh personally Definitely. um but the guy who reviews it is quite he kind of admits that he's not into metal Right. kind of admits like oh i don't like i don't like metal he's basically what? like what i learned is i'm not a metal guy i didn't like the haunted album at all nor did i like um mary beats james inaugural lp however weirdly enough i did like locust here's the reason locust isn't really a metal lp he's not wrong i mean it's a weird thing to just come out and say it like that but what a bizarre thing like employing people who aren't really appropriate to the job well, that never happens in music journalism does it Hmm. That's sarcasm. It is sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You're, you're just annoyed that you didn't get the mushroom, given the mushroom med album so you could give it a I proper review. Fucking furious. Yeah. <laughs> Love that band. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a, it, it's, it's good. It's good. This, it's good to have, I don't know. It felt like just sort of digging in on this felt like, you know, the, the mystery of the past when you had to go and actually find an album and, look in a record shop and you know you'd see its name littered around in various little places here and there mm. and piecing everything together was like a big puzzle mm. and that's what this feels like yeah. I mean, you've obviously got a, a lot more you know all the information is at your fingertips that you can get but there's not a lot of it around mm. um and you kind of have to like i say you kind of you're kind of working backwards from peter dolvin to you know 1992 I mean, even here, like this, I said 1997 when Locust came out on there on the Mary Beats Jane Wikipedia page. It says Locust came out in 1997 on Peter Dolving's personal Wikipedia page. It says Locust came out in 1996. Oh, so nice. even that, even that is like, well, what's the, what, 
What's the truth then? What happened? Well, there's three different versions on Discog and Discogs, and all of them say 1997. So I'm kind of I'm mm. probably imagine it's just a typo or something like that on Pete Dolan's yeah. page. But maybe mm. he's done that on purpose. Tricky bastard. Maybe, maybe. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, we I guess we you know we've sort of spoiled it enough. We should probably actually speak about the album itself, Renfrey, mm. uh, which we were just about to before I like went off on one. Um, I think this is a brilliant record. It's I, fucking great. I mean, I really it is. Like it. Yeah, it is what a, a bit of me, mm. like all the things I've just described, mm. prong and typo and life of agony mm. and tool and helmet. I mean, yeah, of course, of course, I was going to like. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to be really bad at that type of thing to to for me to just be like, can't yeah. can't get on with this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you're slightly more discerning when it comes to this type of thing. So I'm interested to hear what you thought about it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's really varied. It really, really surprised me. Um, uh, like song, like I really, really just knowing that one haunted record, I really, really was not expecting songs like Fall or Nail Me, you know, which are um, <laughs> ballads kind of ballads yeah um and really good ballads as well mm. i mean I, I i'm i'm yeah well, let's let's call them ballads i mean not in the strictest yeah. sense of the word well, but, but uh, far I mean, more chilled out songs which i was not alice expecting Sorry. if alice and chains released fall in mm. 1992 mm. yeah it would be massive yeah i think this is maybe part of it as well i mean i guess the geographical thing we need to consider but also you know with them uh, with them being swedish and that sort of thing not getting pushed pushed as much by 1997 it didn't really i mean bigger bands than mary beats jane were 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 playing alternative rock alternative metal and it wasn't it wasn't happening you know primus is um i mean primus obviously a very very different band but a band like primus their uh stock dropped massively yeah. you know bands like help like help you know aftertaste came out that year i think it was 97 their stock dropped massively mm. prong brought out um uh i've forgotten the name of the album that came out in 96 but they that came out with to you know to a whimper um and it the world just wanted uh, it felt like that kind of alt metal thing that rose up just went straight back down again very very quickly even danzig you know you never really read anything about danzig in the press who would probably be like the godfather of all this kind of stuff well, again, it was only really tall who kind of sub who kind of thrived in that era really as much as we adore going on about the 90s and we do go adore going on about the 90s um one of the downsides of that period of time is because because of once again the lack of internet um people weren't curating their taste as much. I suppose people like you and I had m more power um, because there was only a limited amount of space for coverage for these bands. Um, and magazines like Kerrang! and Hammer and so on and so forth were somewhat, somewhat dictating what people listened to. I mean, certainly were dictating what was getting talked about um a lot more and um therefore you know and, and i think those magazines wanted to operate within scenes or and cliques and so on and so forth so it was always kind of like a 
there was a lot more fashion in music than there mm. is now. Like you can, if you want to go out there and listen to power metal, there's like, you can just find loads and loads and loads and loads of power metal at your disposal. If you go through Bandcamp or whatever, or Spotify or whatever. Um, mm. But it really wasn't, depending on where you were and what you were being fed, it wasn't necessarily as much of an option to do that if you wanted to find a specific type, a specific type of niche or clique or whatever. You had to search really, really hard and you really had to put an investment into things and risk as well. You know, you had to risk sixteen ninety nine or whatever, fifteen ninety nine, or even yeah. maybe even more for that for a record like this, which you might might have to get on import have to get on import mm. um you know then we're talking 20 25 quid something like that you know for a cd um so yeah i mean it was it was a far more streamlined distribution model i suppose compared yeah. to compared to what it is these days mm, that's true and it means that you know bands got absolutely fucking massive great bands got massive and that was great and things happened and you felt like you were part of a movement but then also uh incredibly unfair things happened i think like mm. you know it taking until 2020 for me to actually listen to this record yeah which yeah. you know had i have heard this in 1997 i probably would have been going on about it for the I would last have been all 20 years yeah I, I, yeah I definitely think you would have <laughs> yeah and i would have been i mean like, I, this is a great record yeah 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 I, I i get people coming up to me and going thank you for mentioning stuff like man will surrender yeah who i think are fucking great right yeah. who are brilliant and no one ever really talks about them but i mean this is at, at the very least as good, as good. i mean in a oh, few weeks as, i might say as man will surrender yeah I'd say yeah so. yeah yeah i'd say so. yeah Definitely. and you know, had I've heard this in when it came out, I think it would be one of those ones that I would, you know, mention to people would probably be annoyed with me mentioning mentioning them at this point because I probably go like I do with Curb Dog. Curb Dog's become like a meme for me now. But yeah, it's really good. It's really really good. I mean, it has got a lot of. Um, I mean, I, I I described it on the phone to you yesterday as Tool meets Machine Head, and I mean, probably the Machine Head is. I, I just was thinking '90s metal, basically. I was going to pick um, you up on that because because I didn't yeah. really see, I didn't really hear much Machine Head mm. in it. I just sort of meant '90s metal, really. Mm. Mm. Um, but certainly, you know, Tool. I mean, the guy on. I think I've done better than the guy on uh, Sputnik Music, who says, you know, it's traces of Led Zeppelin and Nine Inch Nails. Mm, not really. Mm, no. Absolutely. No. Not. I mean. Tall would probably be the the most obvious, like comparative point, wouldn't it? Really? Uh, yes, undertow era tall. Undertow era tall. Yes. Yeah. I think is a pretty, pretty. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm sorry to bring it up again, but I think Life of Agony is not a million miles away either. I mean, this is this yeah. feels very kind of, um, it's almost like a mix between. It's kind of ugly era. Life mm. of Agony, I think, you know. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and his, I mean, you know, again, the big surprise on it, the real, real big surprise, because I was sort of under the impression that they were more of a hardcore band yeah. or they were more of a sort of, there was more melody or whatever in this band. And I didn't quite know that it was going to be manifested in this way. Maybe the first album is completely different. We don't know. We Maybe. haven't heard it. Mm. Um, but 
certainly how good a vocalist Peter Dolvin is is mm. was the like I guess you know like I say he's good in the haunted like I, he does have a lot of personality for a thrash metal vocalist in the haunted but certainly he's far far superior a vocalist I mean he was really not being used that now I go they weren't really using him that much no yeah it's crazy I mean I as I said I just really was not expecting uh to hear what came out I mean there there were bits of this record which hit quite hard there's a fucking mm -hmm. awesome riff in pure um, yeah I love pure yeah it's brilliant. Pure's fantastic um but certainly even I mean I I would be I, I don't think it would be correct to call this a hardcore record, really. No, no, um, not at all. Only in, only in the sense that I know Life of Agony is sometimes referred to as a hardcore band, but even that kind of, I'm not totally, they were part of that scene. It's, it's one of those examples where they were part of that scene, but not necessarily really didn't exactly sound like that, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I do know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um that's just again, I think that's geography on Life of Agony's part. Yeah, they just happen to be, you know, part of that thing. Um but I mean bearing that in mind, how kind of I think underutilized he was in the haunted. Is it any surprise to you that he joined that band? Because I mean the haunted actually formed in nineteen ninety six. After at the gates split up, um, so I mean, they obviously would have been looking for a vocalist, and Peter Dolvin probably came on board. As far you know, he was, as far as we know, their first their first vocalist. Can you understand why he would have left Mary Beach Jane to join the Haunted? Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I was surprised. But I suppose what feels unusual about this is usually it's the other way around. You like the the most people um, when they're young and angry and uh, full of you know full of vigor and stuff will do their shouty shouty stuff <laughs> earlier on when they're younger, basically. And ninety percent of the time, the way that things go is you mellow out as you get older that's just that's just life that just tends tends to happen to most people um so it's weird when you get it happen the other way around you know almost not to mm. not to suggest this is mellow but certainly there's a sense of melody in this that i just was not expecting at all mm. um which, which was which was a surprise but i i'm not I'm not surprised. I, I think it says a lot for Pete Dolving that he he um, he chose to do something quite different. I mean, I don't think there is a I d when I listen to Mary Beats Jane, I don't go. Oh, that's the guy from The Haunted, you know, because no. at, at all. It, it's not it's not an immediate comparison point. Um, mm. And I think that says a lot about him in that. Again, it's just about dynamics and how. How I mean, I also didn't realise. I have to confess, just how many fucking projects Pete Dolving's done. Yeah, loads. It's astonishing. I was like, whoa, this guy's got so many credits. I mean, you know, and again, this is all like stuff that I probably almost certainly should have known before. But there's a 
he's he's done a lot of stuff and I, it starts to make me think i wonder if all of this stuff just sounds totally totally different from one another mm. and and going it, going on this i think there's a good chance that, that might be the case yeah he's definitely an interesting character i mean i remember him being interviewed in hammer about well, probably more than 10 years ago now probably 10 12 years ago and they used to have that thing where they'd look at your um, tattoos. Do you remember that? Like tat yeah. life or something. Yeah, and they'd like yeah. take, what does that tattoo mean and stuff? Which, you know, was usually a pretty fucking boring yeah, segment. Yeah. But, um, but um, Pete Dolvin's one, he was like, he had scarification, which is this really horrendous type of tattoo. I mean, it's not even really tattoos, but they actually scar you in shape. They so just use a fucking blade to actually cut your skin and scar it into pretty patterns and i was like shit and he was like yeah that's unbelievably i think he had it on the back of his neck and then he was talking about getting like iron implants put under his skull and stuff like and i was like fucking hell he's pretty extreme (laughs) he's pretty extreme he's pretty extreme this geezer um but yeah i mean he he appears to have done a lot of stuff i mean i was aware of it but i guess really from just being like oh he's the guy on three the three of the six haunted albums that i Mm. like Mm. um i've not really gone into it Mm. i think it's kind of surprising um that you would leave a band who probably were on geffen or were on mca or geffen whichever one they were basically a major label to leave that band to join a thrash metal band in sort of 1997 1998 Mm. it's quite a surprising thing to do just in terms of the I don't know, even the commercial appeal of it. But I mean, he has said on a fair few occasions that Mary Beats Jane will never reform, which makes Mm. me think they're not, they're not on particularly good terms. Mm. Um, And I guess maybe joining the band with Adrian Erlinson, who obviously was in at the gates, who in Sweden were probably considered a much bigger deal than they were here at the time, even though obviously they are a big deal now. Um, might have been quite a coup for him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, although he only lasted one album. So maybe even he was like, you know what? I'm not really doing very much. And, you know, I know he came back, but he was gone for a little while, did his own stuff. And um, yeah, the only other person I can think of, as you as you say it, and it worked out much better for this person who went from sort of singing to screaming, Corey Taylor. Yeah. Corey Taylor early on, leaving Stone Sour to join Slipknot proved to be a very very good career move for him but i think what you've got there is a sort of world-class legendary metal band in the making that he's joining and he's leaving a pretty crap <laughs> grunge band yeah whereas peter dolvin's case he's leaving a really really fucking great um alternative metal band to join a good thrash band hmm. yeah yeah, I agree. So are you suggesting that you like Mary Beats Jane more than The Haunted or or is that too ridiculous a point? Too too ridiculous a comparison point. I think if I had this album if uh this is definitely I mean the thing is I've had those haunted albums for a long time so it's quite hard yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. me to say for sure, but I'm looking at their discography now and I I mean it's it's definitely better than you know, I mean, uh, even though I said Exit Wounds, their last, their 2014 album, it's not even their last album. Even though I said that was good, um, I still don't think it's 
up to this at all. I mean, it's it's just it was surprising that the Haunted had released a good album in 2014. I think was the thing. Mm. Um, Unseen versus the Dead Eye, not a chance that that they're better than this. Revolver, nah, not either. I don't think One Kill Wonder, nah. Haunted made me do it, and the Haunted are probably the two that I really like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the Haunted after listening to this, and. I think it's a really good metal album, but I do, I mean, Mary Beats Jane is just more my type of thing mm, than mm. sort of bog standard thrash metal. The Haunted Made Me Do It is an exceptional thrash metal album, but yeah, I think Mary Beats Jane is probably better than it. Wow. Really? You heard it here first. It is, isn't it? It's more, you know, it's, it's, it's more dynamic. I mean, it's more interesting it, for sure. More yeah. interesting. It's more dynamic. It's, um, yeah it's got i think it flows really well it keeps your attention the whole the entire time it's got far more dynamic range than anything the haunted have done i think mm. even at their most i'm going to say it in inverted commas even the haunted at their most experimental which mm. isn't really very experimental mm. this is still uh just a far better version of it it's a shame it's a shame that they never came back and it's a shame that more people don't know about them really isn't it absolutely it's a shame there's some there's just some great i mean i don't think there's a single bad song on the record i would say um that like if i was being really really super picky i might have trimmed a couple of songs here and there but i really mean i mean i'm being really picky here i'm talking 30 seconds off of maybe a couple of songs really um and i also think um occasionally there's a few lyrical bits and pieces which are a little um not even bad just just ever so slightly cliched but then at the same time english is second language so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna labor that point too much um mm. so, english was his second language in 1997 as well yeah. so lyrics were yeah yeah know, different yeah. back then yeah yeah absolutely it was just it was stuff like i mean pure don't get me wrong pure is a brilliant song yeah it's sticks and stones broken bones leaving me hanging always hanging it's not even it's not even a terrible lyric it is it's just it's just it's a bit of a cliche isn't it mm. yeah, i mean it as i say as i say these are my super super anal picky points but but it's still a fucking great record it is a really really good record i'm really glad that i listened to it i think i'll carry on listening to it you know yeah I, well i've ordered it's really it. good i've ordered it so i will be yeah i will be i will be listening on the old cd on the old CD, yes. I don't have any on vinyl, do they? I saw someone do a tweet the other day that said, this is like life, it's this, this sort of secular nature of life. You you hear your, your fr- you hear an album you like, your friend does you a tape of it, you buy it on vinyl for 12 quid, you sell the vinyl for £3 at a car boot sale and buy it on CD, you throw away the CD and then you buy it on vinyl for £22. And that feels very much like my life at the moment. You know what? This is why, even though CDs are considered incredibly unfashionable and people are just like, oh, they're dead format, blah, 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 blah. I'm keeping all of my CDs because give it 10, 20 years. Playing the long game. They'll inevitably come back into fashion and then I will have the best. I will be seen as a king <laughs> because of my incredible cd collection gave away so many cds i'm just replacing them with vinyl yeah just sort of anyway i, I don't know what that's got you, to do i promise you it will happen it's cyclical yeah. everything is cyclical i'm sure it will it's just fashion. um it's just fashion 
It's just uh, fashion, mate. Just, just fashion, mate. <laughs> Chill out. Who cares? Uh, anyway, there you go. Um, Mary Beats Jane, Locust. What a good suggestion. If you have any more suggestions, you need to go over to patreon.com forward slash right podcast. Sign up for any amount. That's if you haven't already done that. If you have done that, cheers. I'm not aiming this at you. And you can make a suggestion. We've got absolutely fucking loads. We've got loads. But I would never say to you, don't make any more suggestions because... You know that would mean that you're you're bored of hearing us, and well, also, don't, would think that's going to worse, isn't part, it? Part of the privilege of paying a pound a month is um, to be able to choose a record. So, so if we turned around to you and said you can't do that anymore, that would be a bit shite. Yeah, so do that. And if you're listening to this for free, why don't you go and sign up and then suggest an album and sign up for five pound a month? You can get our classic album series podcast, which we're going to be continuing forever <laughs> <laughs> until the end of that's time that's a fact until we die yeah. um all right cool uh thanks very much i think the next one we're going to be doing renfrey oh i'm a little bit scared of this um we're going to be doing igor by tyler the creator i believe next on writer's view aren't we yeah a little bit nervous about this oh okay Why? because of you Oh, because of me. Because of okay, you. Because cool. of you. Because of what you might say about it. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's a hip hop album. I don't oh. want you to compare it to bloody Black Eyed Peas or something. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks very much for listening. Hope it's been all right. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>